Blog Talk Radio. Hey there, and thanks for listening to the Big Time Talker Podcast on the Blog Talk Radio Network. I'm Burke Allen, live from the stately Allen Manor here in the suburbs of Washington, D.C., where I, like most of you, are at home because of the global pandemic. But that's not going to stop us. The show must go on, as they say. And the show is a service of our friends at SpeakerMatch.com. SpeakerMatch is the United States' largest virtual speakers bureau. So if you're a meeting planner or a speaker, this is a great place to get together. And, uh, and they are doing lots of virtual speaking events now as speakers are off the road. Find out more at SpeakerMatch.com. So we've been talking a lot about the pandemic, of course, and if you'd like to be a part of the program, the number to call is 516-418-5635, 516-418-5635. And an article that was released uh, earlier today that I picked up online talked about occupations that are happening um, where the work continues and social distancing isn't really a possibility. One of those occupations is coal mining. And I'm from uh, West Virginia where coal mines uh, have employed thousands and thousands of people for years and years to help keep the lights on in America. And in the middle of this global pandemic, a fantastic movie about the mining industry, it's, it's a real nail-biter of a thriller called Mine 9, has just come out on Netflix. It had its theatrical release last year and it's part of the new crop of movies on Netflix. So as we all hunker down, you can check out Mine 9 on Netflix. And one of the stars of that movie is also a fellow West Virginia native. My buddy Kevin Sizemore from Mine 9 joins us on the Big Time Talker podcast from Los Angeles. Hey, good morning, Kevin. Good morning, and it's a pleasure to talk to you uh, coast to coast, man. Thank you. Well, you're welcome. It's uh, it's a very strange time. So first and foremost, I hope that everybody in your family, both in California and back in West Virginia, is, is healthy and doing okay. Is everybody all right? Well, here, this house has never been as clean. It's never been as organized, and I've never eaten so much food in my entire life. <laughs> You're going to be taking on completely different roles because your body shape is going to be different when this is all over. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You you bring up a good point, though. I wonder um, what this has done to the movie and television industry. You're a working actor, but as you just alluded to, you're not working right now. So is, is everything shut down? Uh, I, I don't know one person who has stepped foot on a set. Uh, I don't know a director. I don't know anyone that's actually rolling on anything. Um, and... You know, there's there's a handful of people that I know that are still pitching, but it's all, you know, Zoom pitches and things of that nature because when we do come out of this, God forbid when the time is right and when we're allowed to get back to normal, whatever that's going to be, there's going to be a lot of people wanting content. So I know a lot of people are trying to prep and be ready for that because it's going to be – it's almost like when you – when you are all standing in line in a supermarket for that one item for Christmas, you know, you got to get that one toy for your kid and you see it in movies all the time. And about 150 people just, they open the door and they just dash. That's what it's going to feel like. Everyone's going to try to get to, well, the new thing out now it's Quibi. You know, they're all going to try to get to the Quibis and the Netflixes and all these places to try to get their pitch or get their product there because a lot of these companies, they need content. 
Now, I saw a, a short article about Quibi, but for our listeners that aren't familiar with that, what, can you describe that? What is that exactly, as uh, opposed to a Netflix or Amazon Prime? Yeah, Netflix and Amazon Prime is just like what we do every day. We watch TV, we keep watching projects, and we love them, and we can binge-watch them. Well, with Quibi, it's the same thing. You can binge-watch whatever you want, but it's got to come through your phone. It's not going to be on your television. It's only made for your iPhones or your your your, your handheld phone, and you can stream it through your television if you can mirror it, but everything is short content. So Quibi might shoot a movie that's an hour and a half long, but they break it up into seven, eight, or nine minutes to where you're kind of watching quick little movies, and you can watch them in order, or you can watch seven minutes and get back to it in two days later. It's it's perfect for when, let's say if you're a, uh, let's say you're a trainer and you're driving to a, a client and you're there early and you have ten minutes to kill. Well, then huh, I'll just watch a quick episode of the show that I love. Boom, boom, boom. You go do your job. You jump back in the car. You can watch it whenever you want. So. They're breaking up the movies or the content that they have on certain plot points. Interesting. We're talking to actor Kevin Sizemore, who's one of the stars of the movie Mine 9, which is out this week on Netflix. And a ton of people will watch it because a ton of people are at home. Um, You talked about how there's no filming happening right now in in Los Angeles, New York, pretty much anywhere. How far out in advance typically uh, do movies and television shows produce their content? In other words, how long will it be before we run out of new stuff and everything goes into reruns or there are no new movies? Well, uh, I was looking at something two weeks ago, and the good thing about the, the few soap operas that are still on, such as The Days of Our Lives, for example, they have enough content in the can to go uh, through October. So they're that far in advance. Now that's a, you know, they, they, they pump out a lot of shows quickly. Um, on a TV series, I think what's going to save a lot of the TV series is they're going to go into the end of the season. So certain shows, they, they, they pretty much lost their season finale episode. So they just got to figure out how they're going to do that. Um, I, I, I don't know. I would say probably another, you know, we're probably going to start seeing some things, I would think. Um, and that's different with Netflix and the, and the Amazon Prime because if you've noticed, pilot season, and for people who don't know what pilot season is, that's, that's when they create new shows and they test them and they start shooting episodes for new series for the new season. Well, pilot season usually happens in you know, late January, February, March, which is kind of like where we are. They'll normally shoot a pilot and then go into production April, May, you know. But with Amazon and all the other bigger networks now that's coming out of the woodworks, the Netflix, the Amazons, and Hulus, their pilot seasons whenever they feel like they want to do something. So I feel that they have a much more advantage than the, the networks do because they kind of, I don't know, they kind of march to their own drum. They do what they want to do. Our guest is actor Kevin Sizemore. He is a fellow West Virginia native like myself, an expat, and he's one of the stars of the new movie Mine Nine which was released on Netflix yesterday, if you're listening to the podcast live. Uh, it is available now on Netflix, and there will be lots and lots of folks watching it, because lots and lots of us are at home looking for things to do. Uh, the Big Time Talker podcast brought to you by SpeakerMatch.com. The number to call if you'd like to be a part of the show is 516-418-5635. You can also send us a message in our chat room, and we'd love to get your questions to uh, Kevin Sizemore. You may have seen him in the movie Woodlawn 
on uh, Walking Dead Flight 462, uh, a resurrection and also one of the stars of Mind 9. We've got a caller now joining us from uh, New York City. New York City, you're on the air with actor Kevin Sizemore. Hello. Hey, how you doing? That voice sounds very familiar. Yeah, it sounds like someone that I've met before. Does it sound Could like somebody? Get... I was just randomly dialing numbers, and uh, who is this? And ladies is it, and gentlemen, were you doing like was this? Were, were you doing like duck, duck, goose on on the phone? Is that what you were doing? <laughs> what, I have nothing better to do, Kevin. I'm I'm trapped here. <laughs> Folks, joining us live from uh, New York City, where he is hunkered down, is one of the other stars of Mind Nine, Clint James. Hey, Clint, how you doing? I'm good, sir. Uh, doing all right, man. Just kind of, uh, I mean, this is all all new to us, and and just trying to be as uh, as safe as possible. Um, and uh, I think everybody, from what I see, is uh, they're they're taking it more serious, and uh, especially in my neighborhood. I live I live in Queens, and um, and I, you know, I. I only when I have to go out, you know, I'm, I'm uh, fortunate that the, uh, the market's still open and my local laundry. So I really don't have to leave my block, but I'm, I've been, I've been staying inside for the most part though, but I've uh, been watching people and the uh, majority of people are wearing their mask. And, and uh, so, yeah, it's just a, it's a tough gig right now. Clint, I know that you're a, a military vet an air force vet. And I wonder if, when they train you in the military for this deliberate discomfort, you know, getting comfortable, being uncomfortable, if that's helped you at all and, and, uh, and your fellow New Yorkers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I usually live uncomfortable anyways there, Burke. Um, <laughs> yeah. The recession <laughs> is this, uh, nothing really, really new, but no, it's just, uh, I'm just really surprised that, um, that we just don't have anything in place, you know, for, for everybody. Um, like the unemployment thing. I mean, that's been a, a terrible situation for majority of uh, New Yorkers as well as across the U S um, just trying to call in and, and get that going. Um, there's a lot of people that I've been reading about that. They just, uh, they can't even get through on stuff like this. And, and I know when I was in the military, we plan B, if the plan B didn't work out plan C and you just go down the, you know, the chain there, but uh, we just don't have a, we don't have a plan B here. You know, it's tough times for everybody. Clint James joins us from New York city. Kevin Sizemore is in Los Angeles. Uh, and we do have an opportunity to escape all this with some entertainment. And these guys are co-stars of the new movie, mine nine just released on Netflix this week. And uh, uh, you know, we all spent some time together when the movie rolled out in theaters last year. And Kevin, we had a chance to do a couple of premiere screenings back home in West Virginia. Clint was there for those as well. What did it mean to you to open a movie about coal mines and coal miners where the miners are heroes right back in, in your neck of the woods? Cause you, I'm sure like me grew up around a lot of those guys. Yeah. Well, that's the true Testament right there. If you can do a movie about a certain, you know, um, a firefighter movie, if you do something about the police officers, if you do something about the coal miners, and they're there watching you, and, um, you know, they stand up and give you a round of applause, come up and give you a hug, shake your hand and say thank you, that's a true testament of a, of a project because Eddie, um, he really wanted to do this first screening with the coal miners. And actually some of the coal miners that were at in the ending of the movie in the credits that were discussing uh, their real-life situations, they were there in the audience and, yeah, that was scary because you don't want you don't want to make anyone, you know, watch a movie about their career and them go the whole time this is not any good. 
So we had a lot on the line there. We, we just kind of rolled the dice and said, we're going to sink or swim. They're going to love it or they're going to hate it. And luckily a lot of people, they, they, they loved it. And uh, Eddie took a few events, true, true story events, and merged them into one because, again, we are making a movie. So 100% of this movie is not uh, true, but most of everything that happened in the movie is true. It just was condensed things that happened. And he just put them together. The movie is Mine Nine. It's out on Netflix now. It was the Best Feature Film Drama Award winner at Cinequest last year. Uh, the San Jose Mercury News says it's an immersive nail-biter and one of the best thrillers of 2019, according to Unseen Films, available now on Netflix, where you're binge-watching while we are all sheltered in place at home. Uh, Clint James and Kevin Sizemore, two of the stars of Mine Nine, are guests podcast. Folks, you from, from westerns like the magnificent seven or eminence hill um kevin may have had a little bit of a leg up on on playing a coal miner growing up around him what did you learn about those guys that do that job uh, as you came in and, and portrayed one on on film yeah that was uh that was a bit tough because when i you know first first got hired for the job um i didn't know a lot about it and that's the honest truth and uh but once i got in there and got in a situation as if I were in a, uh, you know, was in a coal mine. Um, my respect for those guys just went through the roof. Um, it's unimaginable what, what these guys do every day on a daily basis. And here I am playing the guy, but it, I mean, it's, it compares nothing, nothing to, to what these guys go through. Um, I just praise them. I just, you know, it, the, the respect that I have is through the roof for them. Yeah. It was very intense. You know, there's a, a lot of talk, Kevin. Oh, sorry about that, Bart. I was going to say to Clint how amazing it was that when you get in there and you're shooting this, in, in the order we were shooting it, at the pace we were shooting it, it was um, you, when you walk out, you, you really feel like you, you went to work. Like we were there working our tails off for those few weeks, but then the difference is we can, you know, we can, we can chill out in between takes. These guys, they can't do this for hours. Men and women are there for hours underneath all this dangerous conditions. And, you know, it was hard for, for me at the beginning. It was hard for me to tap into being this character that has to be there. And then when they say cut, to step out and go, oh, okay, I can go upstairs and get some coffee. But they didn't have that opportunity. So that it took me a day or two to figure that out. Other than that, it was okay. But it really took me a day or two to figure that mindset out to be in that character. Yes, did you guys, absolutely. Uh, you um, were in a, a simulated mind situation, and, and I don't want to give too much of the movie away. Lots of folks will watch it on Netflix, but, I mean, there's water and there's fire, and it looked really uncomfortable. Was it uncomfortable, or was that all Hollywood magic? What was it like in that simulated mind? No, it was it was horrible. It was the, um, the hardest film I ever shot. It was, you know, basically, and Kevin can attest to this, it's, you know, we had three and a half foot ceilings that so we were bent over, crunched over. And, you know, you're, you're in there, you know, for a duration of time. And, uh, but like Kevin said, you know, we're, we're allowed to come out when we need, you know, if I'm hurting, I need to come out. Um, I really didn't, didn't understand it really until about, I think we were, we spoke about this before day three or so, I think it was. And, and, uh, oh yeah, the pain was setting in. And I'm like, man, I don't know if you guys are hurting, but I'm hurting. And, and everybody agreed. Um, it was from that point on, I was like, man, we gotta, we gotta make sure we stretch out when we get back in there. Cause I mean, I'm what, pushing six, three and Kevin's tall as well. And 
we're crunched over there, you know, with our backs bent and, uh, man, it was, yeah, it was a tough one, but it was also a blast too to shoot and, and to get a full understanding of, of what these guys do for us, you know? Kevin Sizemore, Clint James are our guests today on the Big Time Talker podcast talking about Mine 9, which is available to watch now on Netflix. And I thought it was interesting, Kevin, I read something that you said about, you know, growing up back in Appalachia where these towns all through Kentucky, West Virginia, Tennessee, and and other small towns are just filled with, with these brave men and women who go out and risk their lives every day to put food on their family's tables. And it's not a political thing at all. You know, there's, there's all the, the political talk about mines and whether that should be happening. That's really not an option back there because those are the only decent jobs to be had. And now in the middle of this pandemic, we see lots of uh, healthcare workers, restaurant workers, truck drivers, folks like that who are out there risking their lives every day. And I, I wonder whether uh, that will give more of an appreciation for what coal miners and other high-risk occupants occupations uh, you know go through every day well the short answer is god i hope so i mean you know i've always said and even more after doing this movie and clint will attest to this that you know the heroes that we're being able to portray are those men and women that go underground um working in the coal industry and um you know and we've said this multiple times too eddie said it better than than i could our director when you go home and you turn on your light switch, do you ever really think about what that means? No. What that means is you're turning on a light switch that someone had to provide that electricity for you to be able to flip that switch on, and that's those coal miners. Now we're looking at completely new heroes, which are our first responders, our nurses, doctors, all all the people that are doing everything that they can do to keep us safe. So (laughs) If you look around the world, we have a lot of heroes that are not getting, or, or they are now, but they weren't getting as much credit as they should have in years past. And I'm just hoping that people, when this has moved on and we move forward, I just hope people remember how everyone has come together. Everyone considers one another more friendly than they ever have, and I just hope we continue that as we move forward. Kevin Sizemore and Clint James, our guests today on the Big Time Talker podcast, brought to you by SpeakerMatch.com. They star in the movie Mine 9, which is available now on Netflix. And, Kevin, you had a, a little bit of a, a, a blessing in growing up in southern West Virginia in nailing that accent. But, Clint, I'll tell you, you had a fantastic Appalachian accent, and I wonder how you went about getting that accent just right and playing a guy that absolutely could be from southern West Virginia, eastern Kentucky. How did you get into that guy? Well, I just, uh, I was just watching Kevin. I was listening to Kevin. I was like, okay, there, got that little, <laughs> little twig. You know, you gotta, you gotta go after the real deal. Um, I did. My, my brother has a really uh, thick Missouri accent. My brother, my older brother, Matt. And, um, and I, I went and I, I went for that and we kind of had like a, uh, as if my character was a bit of a, you know, a transplant, you know, that, um, that ended up working there and, and, um, uh, and that's where I was going with it. But once we got in there and uh, I was listening to the other guys and, and uh, Eddie wanted me to go thicker, stronger. And, uh, and that's what came out, man. So, <laughs> so I, I don't know if uh, sometimes you probably need to subtitle me, but, <laughs> but yeah, I know it, it was, it was, it was great though, but it was, you know, being around the guys like Kevin and, you know, you learn a lot from these guys because you just watch and learn basically, you know, cause again, I'm not from Appalachia, you know, I'm not from those areas. So, 
So I don't know, but I know of people that, you know, like that. So um, I just went for it, you know, and, and just hope that uh, everyone really enjoys the movie. And so far, so far they are, you know, we're getting a lot of great feedback on it and, and uh, feedback on the characters and uh, just really, really much, much appreciated, you know. I've always thought, Clint, it was interesting that you guys as actors go in and you film something for two weeks, three weeks, a month, whatever it is, and then it's really completely and utterly out of your hands. It all comes down to the director and the editor and all these other people. Did you have any sense at all when you did Mind 9 that this is going to be a really good movie, it's going to not be a good movie? I mean, were you able to crystal ball it all and, and – see the future and see how this would turn out no I, I felt i felt really good about it actually um when i did show up now there are other films that you do show up and you're like oh okay mm, i don't know if this is quite going to work out but the way everything was was set up there when we first showed up and and looking at all the, the wardrobe and what um you know the guys picked out for us to wear and and uh no it was it was definitely spot on for me i yeah absolutely and Kevin can probably We're talking uh, to, uh, throw in a little bit more on that. Yeah, Clint, so Clint James and Kevin Sizemore, are guests today, who are the stars of Mine 9. And, and, you know, you grew up around those coal mines, Kevin, but the movie wasn't actually filmed uh, in Appalachia. It was done uh, outside Atlanta on a soundstage. How did the production designers go about recreating that coal mine? And what was it physically like when you guys were in there? Well, they sweat equity into this before we even shot this. Cause we, you know, we shot this film in about 15 days on, on the set. And then they, um, you know, when we showed up, I, I was blown away. Uh, Tim Barrett and, you know, Eddie Mansour, the, the, the director, and a handful of other people really jumped in and built this set from literally nothing. When you walked in, you couldn't tell the difference if it was a real coal mine or not until you touched it. Um, but, Going into that environment, I wasn't sure driving down this road to this huge building what we were getting ourselves into. But as soon as you walked in and you saw what they've laid out, it was it was a, a masterpiece. They did a, a, an amazing job, and um, they allowed us where you know our cinematographer was able to get in and he was able to maneuver through spots where he could actually shoot uh, our cinematographer was Matthew Boyd. So for example, you know, as Clint said earlier, we're three and a half, four foot high ceilings. And this dude's in there with a, a camera, just, you know, stretching through what we're doing. But the good thing about those, those, uh, the mines, the, the makeshift mines, what we're calling the set is if he needed to get another angle, they were able to remove just like a Lego piece. They're able to remove a piece of that mine, which is styrofoam and he could pop out and go over and get a high-angle shot, pop it back in, go to the other side, and get another shot. So that was the only good thing. But um, the way they put this together, it was, uh, it, 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 was, it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. When people see the movie, uh, they'll see, they, they can't really tell the difference from what we shot on the soundstage compared to what they did shoot at the Calico Mines in West Virginia. Because when you see the actual footage of, the guys working from the back that's actually the real miners and then we would be on a green screen and we would turn into the shot and then we would take over from there that would be what is shot in atlanta so kevin i'll ask you the same question as clint did you have a sense while you were filming this thing that it was going to turn out well or did you have any idea what the end product would look like well i always 
I always shoot for the stars, and then many times I would see some of the projects that I've worked on, and then you know I would always, you know, it would it wouldn't live up to the expectations. Now on this project, I was hopeful for two reasons. Number one, it was about the mines, and I know how important this project could be for the for the coal miners. So I was really hopeful there. And then once I saw the talent that that Eddie surrounded me with, you know, Terry Serpico and, and Mark Ashworth, who was phenomenal. And of course, Clint, a young kid named uh, Drew Starkey, Aaron Elizabeth Burns, you know, Alfie Trivet, Francine Locke. I mean, these actors were fantastic. I mean, and Eddie did a good job managing all these people. Um, it, it was, it was great. Yeah. From, so from that point on, once I saw who I was surrounded with, because, you never go to battle alone. I mean, there's no way Eddie could have done this job without his visual effects wife and, and, and I think. There's just no way. There's no way we could have done it without having the great score of Mauricio. He composed an amazing, amazing film, just like with all the actors. You, you don't go to battle alone, and if everyone does their job, um, you're going to have a pretty good product, and that's what everyone did on this one. The movie's really heart-stopping. I mean, it's uh, it's a claustrophobic thriller, as the director, Eddie Mansour, says. It's got uh, terror and survival and tragedy. It's about nine Appalachian coal miners who are trapped a couple of miles underground after a big explosion with only an hour's supply of oxygen. they got to figure out what to do to get out of there. And I loved a, a quote that I read from you, Clint, that talked about how this movie, Mine 9, gives you an up-close look at, at how real and how dangerous it can be when safety concerns are ignored and warnings fall on deaf ears. And I thought that was pretty appropriate to where the world is right now. And you must really be feeling that living right in, in the belly of the beast there in Queens and New York. Yes, absolutely. Um, I'm glad you touched on that. Uh, yeah, it is a claustrophobic uh, film. And um, I know a lot of people are inside their homes you know, and, and hunkering down, which uh, thank you, everyone, for doing that. Um, and we just want to get past this pandemic. It's uh, it's just it's trying on everybody, and we want to get back to work. Everybody wants to get back to work, but um, but absolutely, yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough here in Queens, and like I said, I mean, it's um, I am in the middle of it, but uh, but I'm watching everything, you know. And and you gotta you gotta take care of yourself, you know. You gotta make sure you wash your hands, and I'm on my last mask. Actually, I'm on my last one, so I've got to got to go figure that out. But um, but yeah, it's very serious, you know, and and the movie is very serious. So it's a it's a it's, it's a good time for people to be able to to check it out now that everybody's at home and and um, and most people are on Netflix right now. So so That's I right. really hope they enjoy it. Well, thank you for taking time and uh, and stay safe up there. And and when you go out to the the corner market. Uh, when you see other New Yorkers, I'm, I'm just curious if you can paint a picture for me w- what it's like when you walk outside uh, your front door. Sure. Um, it was like when we started this, it was uh, um, they just started the six foot rule probably about maybe a week and a half ago. And so when I saw that, I actually started texting um, other friends from the Midwest in areas that they hadn't started that yet. And um and I said, guys, just prepare yourself. It's coming. And I sent a photo. And uh, it's just my little market. So, um, and hopefully they, they go ahead and stay open. But um, it is. It's 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 uh, it's scary, actually. You know, you 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 don't know 
um, things are being sold out. Uh, the prices are going going up, and and people are running out of money. So it's a uh, it's a very serious time for everybody, um, and it is scary, you know. So, but we have to have a a good outlook on it. I, I believe everything that we're, you know, we're going to get through this, all of us. And, and like Kevin said, we're 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 all coming together for this. So um, I'm looking out for people, and people are looking out for me, and that's that's basically what the movie's about too. You know, it's brotherhood and um, you're down there with these guys and, and you're in the middle of the heat. So absolutely. Clint James, Kevin Sizemore, the stars, two of the stars of mine nine available now on Netflix. Uh, Kevin, you get the last word. If you, uh, you have 30 seconds to tell people why they should watch mine nine. I think it's going to give you a complete different understanding of what these men and women who have been doing this for years and years and years do for our country. Um, it, it's a job that a lot of people don't pay attention to, but everyone needs. And uh, you're going to realize that, yeah, there's supposed to be nine miners that go underground and a lot of problems happen. But the true star of this movie is the mine itself. It is the beast. And we don't, we don't understand how, how bad this beast is until you get down underneath the mine and you can't get out. And it's kind of kind of like what we're going through now. We don't realize how how bad this pandemic beast is. We just got to stay hunkered down, like, like Clint said, and let things pass. But for Mine 9, um, it's a claustrophobic thriller that will keep you on the edge of your seat. And we hope that we did the best we could to entertain you. There's never been yeah. a better opportunity to Netflix and chill, and you can do it now with Mine 9. Clint, Kevin, thank you guys for being on the Big Time Talker Podcast. I'm Burke Allen in Washington, D.C. Stay safe, everybody. Thank you. Thank you.